Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we inspire you to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Life Coach and Grief Specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Episode 77, Moving Through Grief. And I might add, Moving Through Grief in a Pandemic. What unusual circumstances we find ourselves in. This is the first episode I've recorded since the world changed significantly. I had done, I think in the interview that, that posted last week, things were just starting to, maybe they had just, I think they, maybe they had just called it a pandemic. I don't remember what the circumstances were, but that was, probably about three weeks ago that that was recorded and everything has changed so much. And I moved in the middle of it. I think I told you that we were selling our house and we had sold our house and we were planning on building a home in another city close by, not far away, but we had planned on building. And so we sold our house and we closed on our house in the middle of March, in the middle of all this, which is one of the reasons why I had everything kind of pre-recorded and ready to go because I knew I was going to be moving and there was going to be a lot of things going on. And so I got in front of the podcast for a minute, which I typically don't do. You know me. I, uh, (laughs) but I, we were in the middle of this move when all this was happening and that just added another layer of stress. And I imagine with your, if you're experiencing grief right now or you're having other challenges and a pandemic, and that's kind of the way these things happen, don't they? Like it's not just in isolation. We don't just experience something like a pandemic, which nobody could anticipate. We just, we don't, we don't, that just doesn't happen in isolation. There's still other challenges. We still have other challenges that we deal with. And, and the, and the circumstances of this virus that's traveling around the world is changing a lot of things. It's changing our employment. It's changing the way we do business. It's changing the way we educate our children. It's changing everything, everything. And I, as I moved, and I'll just kind of share with you quickly, we, we moved into an apartment, which is significantly smaller than our home that we sold. And that was okay because we had this plan to build. And so it was like a temporary sacrifice in order to get into the home that we wanted to get into. Well, with everything going on and and I've, you know, I've told you before, we, we own another business and we own a, a chiropractic business with three locations. And right now our clinics are open, but the, all these changes have really affected our business and have affected the number of people that come in and especially the number of new patients and so forth. So it is affecting our business as it is affecting everybody. And as we thought about building, we just increasingly got more uncomfortable with it. And we were getting to the point, we were getting to that place where we needed to make another large deposit 
on the build. And I was having trouble, like it, it logically at this point with all the changes and everything that was happening, it really didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for us to continue to build. And I, as I thought about that, even with the deposit that we'd already made, it was, it was much lower than what was the next deposit was going to be. And we knew we'd lose that. And so there was this, I was just holding on to the possibility that maybe we could make this work and, you know, somehow I would make this. And I just, I held on to it and held on to it. And finally, finally yesterday, I just was really honest with myself. And I just was like, you know what? There is no point in holding on to this. But the the trouble that I was having is I was holding on to it with the idea that I was missing out on something that I'd been thinking about for months. We had literally been thinking about this build for months and we had actively been working on it for three months. And as I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, it really is such a blessing that we're in the early stages that we do have an opportunity to change our mind still (laughs) without sacrificing a ton of, you know, without losing a ton of money. And as I was thinking about it yesterday, I thought, why I, I was, I had been losing my enthusiasm. In other words, I, I was losing, it was hard to be enthusiastic about buying, you know, building this house. It was hard to be enthusiastic about that because I had so much uh, concern around the logistics of it, but it was hard to let go of because I thought, here I am. I've, I've moved. I'm in this new place. I can't meet anybody because of social distancing. So I'm in this brand new place because we moved over by where we were going to build. I I've most of my stuff is in storage. So I'm missing my things. My, like I play the piano and I, it's one of the ways that I work through feelings and emotions is playing the piano. It's, it's a great release. And I'm missing that. And I just a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And I just felt like if I let go of the house, what was I going to have to look forward to? And then I realized yesterday, I, my whole perspective changed yesterday. And I was actually had a mastermind with one of my mentors. And I don't know what was said or what was done in that meeting, but But as I thought about things afterwards, I started to realize that I could totally let go of this build and expect good things in the future. I could let go of what I had planned and I could adjust because the world is asking us to adjust right now. I could adjust and I could look forward to good things. I could look forward to thinking about, in fact, my exact thought was that I can, I can cancel this build and know that God has better things in store for me. That was my thought. I can expect that God has better things in store. And that has been my experience over and over again in my life is that when things happen and they don't happen the way that I want or expect, I know there's better things in store. And so that was my new thought. 
And with my new thought, I had new feelings about it. And I had, I felt enthusiasm again. I felt excitement again for the future that I haven't felt in the last couple of weeks with everything that's going on. I do think it's so important. I, I started a video series on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm kind of giving these little um, check-ins, <laughs> these short little three to five minute videos talking about what we're going through right now and how we can deal with it. And one of the things I shared on the very first video was this idea that we really do have to acknowledge our losses. We have to acknowledge our losses. We have to recognize that we are losing things. And I sat down a couple of weeks ago, just after we got into the apartment, I sat down and wrote down all my losses because of what's happening in the world right now. For example, and they're little things. Some of them are really little and insignificant. And any, I, I would tell you they're insignificant, but they're not insignificant as far as addressing them and acknowledging them as losses. For example, we had bought tickets to go to a musical in downtown Salt Lake on March, I think it was 13th, which was, you know, like a few, just a few days into the changes that were happening in our community. And the day of, the day of, or the night before, they canceled the musical. They canceled it. And this was, this was going to be, we were going with our, our daughter and her husband. It was his birthday. There, we had these great plans and suddenly it was canceled. And that was just the beginning of the domino effect. But that was one of the losses that I experienced. And again, not earth shattering, not the end of the world to miss a musical, but in the, the big picture of things where so much is changing and shifting, we have to be willing to acknowledge even the little things that we have lost during this period in order to start to move, in order to start to move the grief that's associated with loss. That is the first step is just acknowledging. And so writing those things down, super, super helpful, really helpful. And then not telling yourself, well, this is silly. Other people have lost far more. And they, we, we get into this thing of comparing. We get into this idea of comparing our losses and it's just not helpful it's not helpful because you have feelings around these things. You know, we had feelings around missing out on this musical because we had been planning it for months. We'd bought the tickets a while ago and it was, like I said, a birthday celebration. And we're just, you know, we're, we're just losing things because of what's happening in the world. And, and it's okay. It's okay to feel bad about missing out on things, even when you think it's insignificant. In the grand scheme of things, some of the things that we're losing are insignificant. Some of them are more significant. Some of them are greatly significant. But acknowledge all of them, because it does no good to say, well, so-and-so lost such and such. We acknowledge our own losses 
Now we can compare our own losses. There's certain things like letting go of this house for me that was was a greater loss to me than missing out on a musical because it, I had some thoughts around this house and what we were doing and I was excited about it. So letting go of that was hard. It's hard, but it's necessary. And I just encourage you to acknowledge that what we're experiencing as a community and a world is a grief experience. And so you do want to treat it just like that as a grief experience. That doesn't mean it's just like when you, any type of grief, it doesn't mean that, that there's no happiness in the world or we can't find any joy or we can't find any gratitude, but it's acknowledging that we're experiencing losses and with losses comes grief. That's the way it works. I, I used to homeschool my kids too. And as I think about these parents that are now homeschooling their kids, I think about, wow, like what a responsibility. And I actually had a lot of anxiety over the fact that so many of my friends were being expected to suddenly homeschool their kids. Their their kids were suddenly home. You know, some of them, it was disrupting their job circumstances and so forth. And and all of a sudden, in, in addition to other things that they might have had planned, now they're responsible for homeschooling their kids. And because I used to homeschool, I know what that means. <laughs> and, and it's, it, I'm finding that people's experience with this during this time is different than what I experienced when I was homeschooling, but I did have some anxiety for my friends that were suddenly homeschooling and feeling that pressure. Cause it's a, you know, it's a good possibility that you or your friends are feeling some pressure around homeschooling and making sure all your kids get everything done or, and, and then as I've talked to people, people are really enjoying it. And that makes me happy and you may not be, and that's okay too. But I really did have some anxiety around thinking about people suddenly being forced to homeschool. Cause even when it's a choice, like it was for me, like that was my choice. I chose to do that. It was hard. It was different than what, what's happening now, but it was hard. So I just, my heart just goes out to all of you. My, because I am so sensitive to grief, I have been feeling myself absorbing a lot of the grief of the community. A couple of weeks ago, when everything was kind of shut down, my husband and I took a drive out to Park City, which is east of Salt Lake. And we we drove out there. And if you're familiar at all with Park City, it's a ski town. It's a it's a a great vacation place. And a lot of people fly in to go skiing, to go stay in park city and enjoy the, enjoy the mountains and the snow and the greatest snow on earth is you know kind of our tagline in Utah. We have a lot of ski resorts around, but as we drove through park city and I saw all the empty slopes, I felt such sadness. It was it's hard to explain, but I just felt such sadness. And I have really, really been absorbing so much of the, of the grief that our community is experiencing. 
I, it's a silly thing, kind of. Well, it's not silly, but it's a, it's a funny thing for me to have that reaction to a ski slope because I'm from Florida and I do not snow ski. I, I went snow skiing one time with some friends actually out here in Utah and I had no idea what I was doing and it was a complete disaster because I went skiing with all my friends from Florida and we had no idea what we were doing. So it was a complete disaster. So for me to have that reaction to seeing those ski slopes empty was just really caught me off guard. It was really unusual, but I just have felt so much emotion around what's happening because I'm so sensitive I'm so sensitive to your losses and your grief. And I have been working hard to allow that to go through me instead of for me to just hold on to all that. Cause it's just not helpful. It's not helpful. And I, I have so much, I have so much hope for the world because, you know, when I'm working with clients, I, I don't, I don't feel panicked or upset or off balance because of their grief. And, and a big reason why that is, is because I believe in people. Like I believe in you. Like I truly I say that every week, but I truly mean it. I, be, I so much believe in the ability to heal. I so much believe in that, that it doesn't, it doesn't upset me when I see people hurting, especially when I'm working with people, like, because I know they're taking action. I know the results that they're going to get. I, I just know, I just know that because they're willing, they're willing to face their loss and their grief, they are going to get results. I just know it. And so it just doesn't, it doesn't um, throw me off. It doesn't ruffle me it, because I just believe so much in our ability to heal. And I believe right now in our ability to heal through what we're going through. In the month of March, I actually had several speaking engagements scheduled, including speaking to a group of ladies at a women in business meeting for the chamber of commerce. And I, the message that I shared there, some of the things that I shared there, I think are super applicable to what's going on in the world right this very moment, interestingly enough. And that event happened like the day before our governor asked us to stop meeting and having these meetings. And there were 44 women there. And I, I shared this idea of some of the things that we can do that will help us to, to will help us in our grief. And because they, it was a a business meeting, I shared with them like how to deal with grief and still get paid. Like, you, you know, a lot of people like yourself still have to go to work, even when they're in pain, they still, they still have to show up. And so I shared some ideas with them of things that they could do to allow them to, to still move through their grief while they are getting a paycheck. So the three things that I shared with them 
which I think applies to us right now, right here, right with what we're dealing with, whether that's your grief of another circumstance or whether that's the your grief surrounding the losses that you've experienced during this pandemic. And the first one is space. We have to allow space for our grief. We have to allow space. It's so important. And when when you're in the middle of a situation like this and we a lot of people are feeling like they have too much space. And when I say space, they feel like they have too much time on their hands because either they're not working or they're all so many activities have been canceled. And so therefore there's not the demands that they had before to, to get their kids off to soccer practice or dance lessons or back and forth to school or whatever. So even with the homeschooling, some people feel like their schedules have loosened up. Whatever your circumstances are, you are finding that you either have more time on your hands and there's a lot of confusion. We feel confused. When we find ourselves where we are right now, it is very common to have those same reactions that we have just, you know, because it is grief to, to feel confused to feel off balance. It's very normal to feel that way. And so when I say space, I'm talking about giving yourself the time to grieve. And what I mean by that is not spending more time watching TV, which I'm finding myself doing lately, is it's not spending more time watching TV. It's paying, it's space to pay attention space to go off on your own and pay attention to what you're feeling and allow it, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. And I've shared this before. I'm pretty positive, but you know, during my divorce, I was working. I was, I had a great job. I loved and I, but I had a lot of responsibilities and, and it, it was tough. It was tough. And I had three little kids and I would, come home from work at night and I would put my kids to bed and then I would lay on the floor back in the days of the big speakers. I would lay on the floor in between the big speakers and I would play sad music and I would cry. And that sounds pathetic. I mean, I, at the time I thought, my gosh, I am so pathetic to sit here and do this every night, but it was the best thing I could have done. I didn't know it at the time, but I was allowing space for my grief. I was allowing it. So allow space for your grief. And again, this is not spending more time. You know, I think our phones, I'm guilty of it too. Our phones keep us so distracted and it's easy to want to just be distracted from the pain. It's easy. That is the easy way is to just distract ourselves. And that's why people end up drinking more or eating more spending more time on their phone, spending more time watching TV, all of these things are distractions, but they don't actually help us. They are just distractions. So take some time, take some space to put the phone down, to turn the TV off, to turn on sad music if you need to in order to cry. It's the time to feel. Make the time to feel. The second thing First was space. The second is say, 
And when I say say, what I mean is express yourself. You've got to have an outlet of expression. I have found myself because of all of the changes that I've experienced this month, I have found myself when I'm with my family wanting to talk about all these losses and like try to work some of this stuff out in my mind. And you are probably experiencing that too. You're, you're wanting to talk about it and that's, that's good, but there's a, there's other ways to express yourself. So finding, finding a friend, finding somebody that will listen. This is what I, this is one of the things that I do as I work with people is it gives them a place to express themselves, but there's other ways that you can express yourself too. And one of them is to journal and really write down and be brutally honest, (laughs) brutally honest. That is the key. We, we have to be open and honest about how we're feeling and we may not want to be dumping that on other people. And I, I, myself get uncomfortable because I'm so aware I get uncomfortable when I feel this need to be dumping on people. And that is not, it's not helpful, but it can be good if you've got a friend that's willing to listen, that, that can be really, really good. But I just found myself in circumstances where it just wasn't, it wasn't the time and the place to be dumping you know, if you, if you're working and you're around other people or over Zoom or whatever you're, ha- however you're conducting your meetings, you, you may find yourself wanting to constantly talk about your problems. And if you find yourself constantly wanted to, wanting to talk about your problems, like it's okay in small doses, just be aware. Then make sure that you are journaling. You need to say, you need to express and, and saying doesn't even necessarily like you can even talk in your car as you drive from one place to another and vent your frustrations. How many times have we said, I just need to vent when we're talking to a friend, but there's ways to do it without constantly dumping on other people. You can talk in the car just by yourself to yourself. You can, (laughs) you can journal you'll write those feelings down. It's, it's very, very effective, very effective. And the third thing was support. We need support. Ultimately, we learn to be independent again. That is the goal. But when our circumstances are hard, we need support. We need support. And I'm grateful, like I said, that I always, always, always have a coach. I always have a mentor. I, I believe in it so deeply. I see how it benefits my life to have somebody on the outside looking in saying, Hey, Julie, this is where you need to clean things up. It is so powerful to have that. I love having that in my life. And I really, really, really believe in support and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Your support needs to be equal to your challenge. Your support needs to be equal to your challenge. There is no getting around that. If you, if you were in a swimming pool and you didn't know how to swim, 
You would need support. You would need someone to come in and lift you up. As the water goes over your head, you need someone to come lift you up. And we are in those circumstances right now where our emotions are over our head and you need support. You need that good friend that's willing to listen. You need something that will support you through your challenges. I really, really believe that. So the three things to really look for is space, say, and support. Space, which means pay attention. Use your space. Use some of your space each day or every other day to really, really feel what you're feeling. Say means express yourself and support. Get the support you need to get you through. I want to remind you that I have a webinar series and our next one is coming up on April 6th and the sign up is in the show notes and we've extended the discounted price for another couple of days because I know that these times are challenging and I want to give you as much, as much, as much support as possible. So that is coming out. That's coming on April 6th. It'll be on that Tuesday morning and we'll be on video and I can share with you with not only words, but with pictures and it's interactive. So you can ask questions. Our last one was so good. So many great questions were asked. So you can ask questions as I, as I go through some things and you have questions, you can ask those questions live and I just will gently lead you through this process of understanding more about what you're experiencing. Because as you gain understanding, you have more power. There is power in understanding why you feel the way you do and what to do about it. Super, super powerful. And I'm really excited to get on that webinar with you on April 6th. Go to the show notes. The link is there. We will take really good care of you. I promise. Remember, I believe in you. Have a great week. Bye.